think I read a stat the other day that 90% of diets fail. And what's the definition of failure? I don't know. I'm assuming that, you know, maybe they lapse back into their old diet or they might, I don't know, just go back to old habits in some way. And in their mind, that means they've failed. But majority of diets out there aren't sustainable. So they kind of set you up to fail. Hey chicks, I'm Sal. And I'm Al. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show where we share life lessons because we're broke in funds, but we're rich in life. And today we're joined by Steph Claire Smith, aka one half of the KickPod and app. Hi. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. We are so excited. We're going to be talking all things intuitive eating and building healthier habits that you can actually stick to. Before we get into it, though, we do want to give a little trigger warning because this episode might not be for you if, you know, talking about dieting or eating or anything like that is just like not yeah. really the vibe. Doesn't make you feel nice. Yeah. And that's okay. You can skip this one. Yeah. But we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah. But we do like to start with our life lessons. Al? My life lesson of the week is I'm a reformed phone snooper. Okay. Like oh. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> you already I well I did because this person Every time I would look on their phone, mm-hmm. I would find something. This is like years ago. This is baby 20-year-old Alex, right? Yeah. Reformed snooper. However, I saw on Abby Chatfield's podcast that there is a way that you can find deleted text messages. Oh, stop. Now, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and I want She's to preface. off the wagon. I want to preface that I'm not doing this. <laughs> and this is probably dangerous for me to share this knowledge in case anyone does want to use it but you can actually go on someone's phone or your own phone and look at messages that you've deleted and it's really easy because in your messages in the top left hand corner there's a button called edit and there's an actual button that you can click and it says like recently deleted and you can go and you can see all the messages that have been deleted because on this podcast episode a girl Mm. was saying how she caught out her boyfriend for cheating because he thought he'd been smart enough to delete the oh messages my God. and they were all in this deleted folder that just made me feel sick. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I know that that's happened to someone, but with like deleted nudes and it's in like the recently deleted. And they were like, like who did you send this to? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, and why'd you delete it? And because they're like, oh, I was going to send it to you. And they're like, why'd you delete it then? Yeah. yeah. Well, do you know, I don't know if it's the same, but what happened was I found it because he deleted them off his phone, but not his iPad. So oh. the messages were the were not deleted on the iPad, but, but they were synced on the phone to yeah. like his account. Mm. Yeah, his iMessages or something. I was like, idiot. Oh my god, Busted. that's so sneaky. But, but yeah, you're not gonna do it because you. I don't. Snoop. I don't, don't need, need to. to do it. Yeah, like I right. do not feel the need to that's at good. all. Like, mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm now in a very trusting like relationship that I'm just like whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I shouldn't have we told love a little that. tech hack. I we like, love a tech hack. There's many uses for that <laughs> other than that. Yeah, you know when you accidentally delete a message and you want to go back yeah. and get it. No, but do you remember like we were <laughs> like I'm like dig. Yeah, like bitch, dig up. Dig. dig up. <laughs> I'm just getting deep in a hole. I'm like, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no. Anyway. That's okay. You can choose to use your powers for good or evil. Mm. It's not it's not my fault. Love that. Okay, what's yours? Okay, my life lesson is a study that I saw and apparently falling asleep with something that smells like your partner, like a T-shirt or their pillow, helps reduce stress and helps you fall asleep and have a better sleep all night. Uh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's I why they that. say do that for like cats or dogs. Yeah. 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 
But I was like, oh, I just thought I was some freakazoid that was like, ah, with my boyfriend's pillow. Like, I'm like, it's backed by science, everyone. <laughs> it is backed by science. It's still a freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's true. okay. But, you know. Um, Not for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. Mm. Yeah. Don't look at the delete messages. <laughs> okay. Hit us. What's yours, Steph? Before I tell you my life lesson for the week, I did that. When Josh and I, my partner now, I don't even know how long we've been together, <laughs> 11 years, and awesome. when we were dating and I was living in New York for a year, I took a teddy bear and I grabbed one of his scarves, like his bandana scarves that were really in at the time. Um, <laughs> it kind of smelled like him and then I put his like perfume on it. That's so sweet. sweet. I totally relate to that. Yes. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. (laughs) The funny thing is, is when I'm home alone now and he's not there, I sleep better. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. Really? I I think ever since becoming a mum, I've become an incredibly light sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's so Anytime he turns, I'm like... Yeah. Oh, like, that'd do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, my boyfriend's a massive like sleep talker and sleep mm. walker. So sometimes he just jolts out of bed and like <laughs> literally like will flip out of the bed. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, who's that at the end of the bed? And I'm like, no, Go don't do it. this. And he's like, who are those people standing at the end of the bed? And I'm on the verge of crying. I'm like, no, no ghosties. <laughs> I'm like, stop it. Another time he got up trying to hang his pillow on the wardrobe doorknob. Oh, no, I couldn't handle that. And I just, like, I don't have time for it. I'm like, shut up, get back into bed. And then you wake up, you're like, what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the vibe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what's your life lesson? Okay, and this is just like a, a recent little thing that I've been reminded of. And I promise I didn't mean it to actually tie into what we were talking about today, but <laughs> it just so happens it does. How convenient. But lately I have been making soup. <laughs> Yes, I love, we love soup. soup. And soup I forgot girlies. how much I loved soup and also how easy it is for like meal prepping particularly. You can make so much at once and it's so easy because you just it just cooks and then you just blend it and then it's yeah. like meals all week. But I know that everyone's probably like, duh, and it's the middle of winter for anyone who's listening locally and it's like it's probably the dumbest thing ever. But I for some reason weren't ha- wasn't having soup and now Soup is I'm the like, best. I saw a thing <laughs> on your Instagram though that you had this thing that you put it oh, all in. Oh, Maggie Mix. Yeah, I've got a cheater. Yeah. Oh my God, I need that. You it's like pretty put good. it all in and then it blends it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, all, like, and obviously I'm, I'm following kick recipes when yeah. I make the soups, but generally you just kind of like cook all of the ingredients in a pan with vegetable stock and then you either stick blend it or you put it into a blender but this thing basically does it all so i just chop all the raw vegetables put it in there and it'll like steam it and cook it for the first 30 and then at the last minute it goes and just blends it all. i have been I influenced like, <laughs> oh my god i saw it and i was like and it's made it has it's like removed one step so it's yeah. made it even easier that's so good <laughs> yeah we need one in our lives yeah because whenever i ask my mom i'm like mom how did you make the minestrone Mum, like, thinks she's a food influencer and will be, like, and she just turns full Italian mode. Mm. She's like, okay, well, do you have five hours? And I'm like, you used to cook this when we were kids after basketball training. I know it doesn't take yeah, five no hours. Way. I'm yeah. like, give me the way you make it. She's like, but you got to get the stock. And so I'm like, no, you don't. You're just trying to sound <laughs> fancy. Yeah. 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 You don't have to impress me now. Yeah. I want the quick fix. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're going to buy one of those. Yeah. We'll change our lives. 100%. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've got our life lessons out of the way, let's get into the juicy stuff. 
And we wanted to kick off with perhaps an obvious question, but what is intuitive eating versus dieting? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between those two things? Well, first of all, I'd like to preface that I'm not a dietitian Mm -hmm. um, or a nutritionist even, but everything that I've learned, I've learned from our experts on Kik, Liv Morrison, who is our Kik dietitian the most probably. And she's taught me a lot. I think one of the coolest things about working on an app like Kik is that we learn along the way as well. Like there's so much I've learned along since 2015 when we first started and having Liv has just taught me so, so much. So intuitive eating is basically the non-diet approach to eating. Love. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm yeah. ready to sign me up. Yeah, and it, it just, look, it sounds a lot easier than it actually is because it's basically learning how to be in tune with your body. So learning how to recognize your hunger cues, your fullness cues and your cravings and all of that sort of stuff, which is easier said than done. Absolutely. I've been in a place before where that I would not have been able to connect the dots there and I needed professional help. So I suppose for anyone who feels like they are incredibly lost when it comes Mm. to listening to their hunger cues and they don't even know where to begin or if it's like particular food groups that they're struggling with and that's why they've gone to things like diets before because they found that like following a structure might have helped them in the beginning. I highly recommend going to speak to like a professional and getting them to talk to you because when it comes to dieting, there's not like a diet that works for everyone and it's it's really best worked with a with a professional one-on-one now our approach at kick is more intuitive we've got wholesome ingredients in all of our recipes it's not focused on calorie counting or anything like that it's it's balanced nutritionally and Liv looks at everything to make sure that there's enough fiber and fats and all of the good stuff but it's 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 not looking at foods as good or bad that's basically it And you can give in to your cravings, like people say, if you feel like chocolate, you can give in to it, you can intuitively do that. But when you become so in tune with your body, you know what feels good and what doesn't necessarily feel good. Now, chocolate for me is something I eat every single day, but... There was a period of my life where because I wasn't in tune with my body, I restricted myself heavily from chocolate, which meant that any time it was around me, I would binge on, mm-hmm. on it. And I could not control it at all. And it was just like a, a terrible, terrible pattern. So I was far from intuitive eating then. The other part of intuitive eating and one way you can try and make sure that you are really thinking about it is by taking the time to eat and I know that sounds funny but we're all living busy lives like everyone decades as they go on Mm. we're getting busier and busier and fitting in eating for some people you might be running like to a meeting or I don't know to pick up the kids or whatever it is um, and you're scoffing food down as you go or maybe you're sitting in front of the tv as you eat dinner when we're Focusing on different things like watching the TV or trying to work at your desk and eat, which I'm definitely guilty of. So like I don't mindfully eat or intuitively eat every single day when it comes to lunches particularly, but we try. <laughs> As long, When you can reduce that and actually be mindful of your eating, you're so much more likely to be able to tune into those cues of being hungry or full. Whenever you find yourself eating like in a rush or anything like that, that's an easy time where you could either overeat or undereat because you're not really caring about how full you actually feel. You're just thinking the food's going to go down my gob and then I'll figure it out later. Mm. So, yeah, basically it's eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full, but that is not easy for everyone. So Not at all. No. (laughs) And I think as well the hard thing with that is as well like even if you don't stop and you do keep eating, which – We've like all been there. It's yeah. as well like fighting that post guilt after 100%. it as well. Yeah. 
Oh, 100%. So for a bit of background, I struggled with, I suppose, binge eating. I, I was never diagnosed with binge eating disorder. However, I had a lot of the patterns and would often, I'm glad you put a trigger warning before this, but I would often hang in guilt every single night and fall into some really dark places mm. and often resulted to purging. And mm. it was just a shocking time of my life. And it was such a hard cycle to get out of because I just had zero control over like, what my body actually wanted or needed and I was being so strict on myself for all the wrong reasons and what I mean by that is at the time my diet was changing because purely to look a certain way it had nothing to do with my actual health yeah and I was basically just following all these different guidelines that I'd read online that weren't even put up by professionals to be honest and it was like a pdf like posted on instagram and you're like Sweet, that's how much they eat in a day. I'll do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's so easy to fall into that kind of comparison trap, especially when you're in a a bit of a vulnerable place, which, which I was at that time in my life. So, yeah, that's why I always urge when it comes to things like your diet or the food that you eat, if you feel truly, truly, truly lost and there's not even like ounces of you know, us talking about intuitive eating that you can relate to or imagine yourself doing, then maybe reach out to someone Mm. else because... Yeah, there's just there's a lot of different mixed messages online and a lot of different diets out there. And most of them, I think I read a stat the other day that 90% of diets fail. And what's the definition of failure? I don't know. I'm assuming that, you know, maybe they lapse back into their old diet or they might, I don't know, just go back to old habits in some way. And in their mind, that means they've failed. But majority of diets out there aren't sustainable. So they kind of set you up to fail so that you do it again. Why is that? Because I think as well, it's like the elastic band knee jerk reaction whenever we're feeling maybe a little bit insecure about ourselves or self-conscious, like that's kind of the knee jerk that we're like, okay, that's it. I'm going on a diet starting Monday. But why do like yo-yo diets and fad dieting, why don't they work? Well, because a lot of them, they're just not sustainable. Like because a lot of them bank off the fact that you are, and I hate saying this because it's so not what we're about at kick, but you know, they... They love to take advantage of people who want to change their body aesthetically. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's like losing weight or whatever. And so yeah. they might say that if you follow X, you will lose weight or all of these things will change in your life. And some of them are so either restrictive or specific that, sure, they might make those changes in your body in those shorter amounts of times. And they're kind of quick fixes in a way. However, what that's doing to both your mental health and your physical health over that time isn't and I don't want to say always, but majority of the time is not so great. And then there's this cycle that you kind of just keep going around and around because it's so extreme, you can't sustain it. And then, as you said, you'll binge or you'll do something or you'll fall off the bandwagon, you feel guilty, you feel really shit about yourself, and then you'll jump on another one or you'll jump back on the same one. And that's just this cycle that, I mean, that's what we're trying to break with everything that we do. And I think that's what intuitive eating is trying to break as well. It's just, let's go back to just tuning into what we actually need, um, Mm. what makes us feel energised and full for the day that we have ahead and, yeah, just try and take it back to basics. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so important but it's really hard because I think that the conversation's improved, Mm. definitely, but still we're seeing so much on Instagram and I've seen on TikTok especially lately that there's so much diet content on there but, like, maybe masked as something else. Yeah. We wanted to hear your thoughts on what I eat in a day content. Yeah. Can yeah. that ever be a good thing or like useful? Or I, yeah. So, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I've, I've posted them before, but that yeah. would have been at least 
four years ago. And it was also something that a lot of the time whenever we were interviewed by, say, you know, Women's Health magazine or anything Mm. like that, it came up a lot because a lot of people were always interested. And it was only probably a couple of years ago or those four years ago when we stopped when we realised how, like, troublesome it really can be. For me, I'm a bit of a creature of habit, so a lot of the time I do eat repetitively the same sort of thing. But also... I eat really random things throughout the day too. I'm a total snacker. So like if I was to keep a food diary, I'd have to write that I ate like half a packet of, you know, Jack's crackers while I was feeding my son while my dinner was cooking. Mm -hmm. And then after dinner, half a block of chocolate. And then, I don't know, I felt hungry later. So I had some more yogurt. Like it would be all over the shop because I don't, you know, I don't have this like routine pattern. And I don't think that's really realistic for a lot of people. For some people... That works for them and that's awesome. But for a lot of people, that doesn't. And if you're if you're looking at like prepping your food and making your lunch and your breakfast and your dinner every day, which is what a lot of those what I in a day content is, it's mm. like they've made their breakfast like from scratch. They've made their lunch from scratch. Or they've made their dinner from scratch and then all of their snacks as well. That's so not realistic for the majority it's of so unachievable. People. Like how are you <laughs> going to do that? And so it just ends up making you make it like comparison trap again. Uh huh. You look at it and you feel bad about what you do. And then it also sets unrealistic expectations because we're all very different. Our bodies are really different. Our lifestyles are super different. If I ate exactly what you ate, we wouldn't look the same. Mm-hmm. If you ate exactly what I ate, we wouldn't look the same. Like that's just the way it is. That's that's life. And so I think that's where it can be super problematic. I think where maybe they could be more helpful is when maybe dietitians are sharing certain that's things. That's what I was going to mm. say because it's like we're going to people who – yeah. And looking at these that aren't dietitians yeah. that we think, okay, gorgeous, I'll eat exactly what they just ate yeah. and then I'm going to look exactly like them and then when that doesn't happen, it's like you're yeah. just going to feel like shit. Yeah. But I would say even in that, it's like I would hope that the dietitians that do share it, they share it in a way that's like – which, for example, we have a meal guide on our mm. program but it's not tailored specific to you. So you might need a different amount of calories, which we don't track – per day for someone else that doesn't do any exercise versus six days a week like it's all very relative to you right which is why we say if you if you really want that extra assistance or guidance you need to speak to a professional about it but if a dietitian was doing what Liv has done for us for our meal guide and gone off a very generalized this is what most people in our demographic need to Mm. like function it's not restrictive at all it's a healthy balanced kind of meal guide that you can take inspiration from so there's very little of our community members who follow it to a t but they might see okay well that's like a healthy balanced day on a on a plate in a way right they can take inspiration from it but really ultimately it's it's up to them and then what they snack and everything like that which our dietitian does recommend snacking yeah that's that's all up to the individual because i've used the kick app i love the treadmill workout oh yeah <laughs> so happy to hear. oh my god fully that's awesome and then also using those recipes mm. i think they're so good because if you don't know how to cook mm. which like a lot of us don't like yeah. a lot of us go into our 20s we move out yeah. of home and we're like Thankfully, our what parents a, did it. Like, like yeah, oh, my right, gosh, yeah. you're there making, like, rubber chicken because you're scared of salmonella and boiled potatoes. Oh, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, I overcooked chicken for years. Oh, my God. I'm still doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with leave. my air fryer <laughs> being like, turn it up. <laughs> burn, baby, yeah. burn. My partner's like, it's fine. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, was that a vein? <laughs> yeah. I can't. It yeah. scares me. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it just allows you to learn. And yeah. that's, like, the best part about it because you can swap things out. Like, I'm not a big fan of pork, but yeah. you just – 
throw chicken in there or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can actually learn how to make meals yeah. rather than, you know, having to order Uber Eats because you're like, I don't know how to cook anything. Yeah. And I think it's also like what you'll see in the recipes as well if you, if you are in there. Like we don't demonize foods there. So like last night we made a, a chicken noodle dish and we had sugar in the ingredients. As in like that's – which is yeah. such a demonized food, right? Yeah. But like – Sometimes it's necessary in a recipe. We don't always have to go for what someone has, you know, classified as the better version of mm. a food. And all of it is like super balanced. So, yeah, when I, where I, where I went with that is I think when you look at a day in a plate in a way that's been set out by a Titian as a very generalized, here's some ideas, don't, it's not a rule book. I think it can be okay for guidance for people mm. who genuinely have no idea mm-hmm. um, because we weren't all like not everyone was fortunate enough to grow up in you know families who necessarily cooked food from scratch and so there's a lot to learn if that's the case definitely yeah, absolutely. so if someone's wanting to kind of make the switch and start eating more intuitively which obviously is a great start in life but they're kind of struggling with, you know, maybe if they slip up or they feel start feeling bad about themselves, how can they be a bit more kinder to themselves? Which also there's no such thing as slipping up. Yeah. Like, yeah, but unfortunately. Like, like that's been, what your brain we've tells you. We've been wired. You know? Yeah, yeah for totally. sure. It's not easy. Mm. Like, and, and there's days where I'm feeling vulnerable for whatever reason. I might be going through something else that's completely unrelated to, you know, my diet or my exercise or anything like that. But because I haven't worked out in a couple of days or I haven't necessarily like been eating a lot of you know takeout and all that sort of stuff because it's been busy that old kind of habit will trick in where I start to feel guilty however I've gotten quicker at squashing it so it's not about you know expecting there to be a day where you just never ever feel gu- guilty yeah. about food again like, oh, or I'm like perfect. I'm never <laughs> again you know <laughs> That's that's really hard. I don't have the answer for that. But I don't there think is anyone ways. does, no. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Love if to they do, <laughs> where you at? <laughs> but you can get better at like not letting it absolutely overhaul, mm. like take over your life or your day. And for me, I think the way I look at it is by being nice to myself. That's giving myself like the space and permission to, as you said, slip up. It's not really slipping up. Yeah. It's just life. We all, you know things get in the way of certain things we've set out like goals and routines and schedules that we might want to stick to like it never ends up perfect and we've got to be okay with that but I think whenever I notice myself getting a little bit too uptight with some of those times where things might have fallen off the bandwagon a little bit if you want to use those terms generally it's because something else is like completely off balance like maybe I haven't you know connected with my friends as much maybe I've spent way too much time on social media consuming the wrong kind of content maybe we've just got a lot on at work and that's going to happen so like I've just got to figure out different ways that I look after my mental health alongside it because I think it always ends up coming back to your mental health whenever these certain hashtag issues that come up with both food and exercise they tend to only play or come up when we're not focused on like actually improving our mental health and for me now I eat a really balanced I have a really balanced approach to the way I eat because I can tune in and listen to what I need I've worked out over the years what feels good for me I've worked out that if I go too long between meals or snacks, like I'm not a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, same. <laughs> yeah. Sal like literally has traveled with me all the time and I have like give her time, yeah. like time frames. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm hungry. And then she's like, okay, how long do we have? Yeah. yeah. And I'm That's like, mm, 
probably like an hour and a half. And she's like, okay, gorgeous. Yeah. And then it'll be like, I'm hungry. She's like, how long? And I'm like, like 20 minutes. She's like, okay, we've got to find somewhere to eat. We need yeah. a snack. Yeah. Quick. Or then like red zone. It's like, I'm hungry. And she's like, okay, how long? I'm like, no, I'm hungry now. And she's like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, get it. Snack. Yeah. 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 And everyone's really, really different. Right. And so I think that's okay too. But you've just got to kind of tune more into yourself. Trust yourself more. Like we are... Our body is always actually telling us the right thing. And there is times where, sure, we can get our mind can like take over and get a little bit lost. But really, like our body and our heart is always meaning well and Mm. wanting the best for us. So like it's just when you learn to tune a little bit more into that and less about the noise that's on social media mainly, Mm. but like even in the news and media in general, it gets easier. So, yeah, I mean, an obvious one for me, if you're looking at being more intuitive, is, yeah, switching off a little bit, maybe looking at who you're following on social media is a big one and who you're entrusting with that kind of influence, I suppose, when it comes, especially when it comes to food. And, yeah, just kind of taking it back to grassroots. As long as your grassroots was, obviously, I'm saying that from someone who had a very healthy grassroots, like with mm-hmm. a, with an incredible uh, experience growing up. So if not, again, find guidance in health professionals, yeah. not not just people online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good reminder. So we've covered what intuitive eating is. Mm-hmm. For people who are interested in getting into it, what are things that they can do day to day to really get started? Mm-hmm. Like what are some practical tools or tips to yeah, really sure. listen to your body? So I kind of mentioned it earlier in in the episode, but being able to just sit and eat a meal whenever is possible. I know it's not always possible, especially for not every meal of the day, but when you can just sit down and your body's not in kind of fight or flight, thinking about About going somewhere or (laughs) or even watching TV, that's a way that your body can really just focus on what it's doing, which is digesting food and eating food. And it sounds weird, but even like chewing your food, actually consciously chewing your food, again, sounds very weird, but I know for a fact that my husband... (laughs) He inhales food and he'll eat so, so fast and barely chew to the point where he'll finish way before me and then he'll be like, I'm still hungry and I'll just be like, just sit there for five more minutes. Yeah. And like in five minutes he feels incredibly full because yeah. he's eaten way too fast. And you can't always control that. Sometimes we only have five minutes oh to God, eat, you know, yeah. and sometimes you're just so hungry that you just, in your mind, it's like, no, this is the best thing to do is just to get it down as quick as possible. Like I know that that's the case, but whenever you can and whenever you have the time, like just take your time and eat mm. your food and that's a really easy way to really tune into when you're feeling fuller and not and as I said it's practice like it's not it's not going to happen for you the first time you try and you'll be like oh cool this is what I've been missing all this time and now I'm going to be able to mindfully eat every day of my life for every meal but whatever you can do when you can like switching off and sitting down for your meals and chewing more and those mm. sort of things the better yeah, it's just like any habit. The more that you do it and build it into a routine, yeah. it will just become normal. So even if you time block in your calendar yeah. like 20 minutes to yeah. sit down and eat lunch or you get up half an hour earlier so that you can sit down and have breakfast, yeah. like all of those things. Or like I've been trying to make sure that I've stocked up on snacks yeah. throughout the day so that I don't get to 3 o'clock and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't eaten. I'm starving now. I'll order 10,000 things on Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I didn't actually want any of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> also things you don't have to cook. Like I'll yeah. just like having – yeah. 1700 cans of chili tuna <laughs> in mm. my cupboard because I can really just be like, <laughs> and then just be like yeah. numbs like because the thing is if I'm hungry which is probably a bit naughty but I'm hungry now like yeah, I'll yeah. be working so much and then I like you come can up be for air, yeah. and then I'm like I'm starving yeah and I just need something that's like ready now yeah because if I have to prep it then I'll be lazy I'll yeah. be like I don't have time 
to yeah. do that. So yeah. then I'll just, I'll end up ordering something on Uber Eats. So it's just ready, which so often will probably be in a Garlo burger, which there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> because wrong. they slap. Yeah. But, <laughs> totally. No, totally. But then I don't actually want that much and then I feel sick. Mm-hmm. They yeah. always make me feel sick every time. <laughs> it tastes so good and I'm like, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I think like when it comes time to, to making time, because you're right, you don't always have time to like, actually make it and also sit down and mindfully eat mm. meal prep is is a very very good way to yeah. to do that so like find what foods you like because you know everyone's really different and everyone has different diet preferences or allergies and stuff but mm-hmm. find the foods that you like find generally meals that can serve four or more and just on your Sunday so good put an hour aside because honestly it can take an hour to get through two different recipes which then gives you eight servings of food for the week that's actually so- shorter than I would think it would be though, yeah. because I think <laughs> meal prep I'm like there's a Sunday gone yeah well no I mean like, it also depends on like you've yeah. also got to think about okay I'm gonna get these ingredients so if you're gonna source that time as well you, you're definitely talking the more than an hour but if you kind of add up all the time that we think about what am I going to have for lunch or dinner or what waiting for Uber Eats to arrive <laughs> or going to the shops like three times midweek because you need to get a few things. Yeah, like three hours on a Sunday is really not too bad if, if you think about like actually think about what you're going to get, prepping it out, going and getting ingredients and then cooking it. And now look, that is like the dream and the goal, right? Mm. But it's not going to happen every week. For me, sometimes I, I can meal prep one or it means that in the dinners, that we have throughout the week. I just make sure that they serve more than two people because it's just me and my husband eating the dinners. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just have lunch the next day from the leftovers, like little things like that. But it means that even on a really busy day where I might be in back-to-back meetings, Mm. when I agree, like you said, sometimes it's like you come up for air and you're like, oh my God, it's 3 p.m. I'm no wonder I cannot concentrate. I have not had lunch. What the heck? And again, I'm a snacker and I'm a, (laughs) I like usually eat all many times a day. I'm not just breakfast, lunch, dinner. So I can't really function without it. As long as it's there, then I can, I can just grab it and I haven't had to put the time aside to actually prep it and know that lunch might not be super mindful. I might be doing it on the run or like talking to someone in a Mm. meeting and that's fine too but at least it's prepped and it's there and I know that I'm going to feel full and amazing for it. Mm. Mm. I feel like meal prepping can feed into our next question Mm. because there is this common misconception that eating to feed your body nutritiously Mm. is really expensive Mm -hmm. so can you help debunk that with some tips that people can you know intuitively eat and feed their bodies that isn't gonna completely break the bank yeah for sure meal prepping definitely yeah like it's a it's a super easy way because if you think about it we've got a lot a lot of our recipes who that serve four or more in the app it's like three to five dollars per serve and if you think about buying yourself lunch just as one example in the you day, it's 20 bucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> coffee doesn't yeah. even cost that. Exactly. It's actually cheaper than a coffee. So that already obviously helps. And then there's things like, depending on the meals that you're making, especially throughout winter, if you're making more like soups or stir fries and minestrones and all that sort of stuff, Yum. buy frozen vegetables like frozen vegetables I don't know why they've got a bad rep because they are frozen they're snap frozen when they're fresh so they are just as fresh as fresh (laughs) especially if you're going to cook them anyway sure if you're making a salad like it would be a bit of a sloppy (laughs) when you defrost them but if it's cooked food it's honestly so much cheaper and that way you can stock up your freezer and they're always there and ready so that's another way as well obviously with meal planning comes the prep side of it not just like 
chopping things that prep but it's it's actually like thinking out what you want to make as well but when you do that and you plan ahead you can buy things in bulk so if I say make sure that the two meals that I'm cooking both include chicken or like both include similar vegetables and stuff like that but at different spices so I'm not eating the same thing every single yeah. day yeah because that's the thing I'm you like I get bored exactly, yeah 100%, but you can still find some similarities so that like you can buy say tomatoes in bulk or the chicken in bulk and that way you're kind of saving there as well so you've got to be able to plan ahead for that whereas if you're just thinking about one meal at the time mm. it can add up definitely so that's that's pretty much it there's there's so many more saving tips but they're kind of like that's the way I do it and my go-to and that's when I see it make the biggest difference than when I'm not prepared at all and I'm going to the shops as I said like three or four nights a week trying to mm-hmm. think of like what recipe we're going to have for dinner that night or getting lunch every single day at yeah. work because I haven't prepped anything. If I don't go in with a game plan, I'm coming home with half the store. Oh, same. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks yum. I'll try that. Yeah, I'm so. And especially yeah. if you go hungry. Oh my god. If you god. go hungry, oh it's god. like I yeah. just want everything. Yeah, and I'll buy everything because I can't function. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. Anyway, so it's yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's a new flavor of sushi. Come yeah. on. But again, I just I want to be realistic. Yeah. You know, meal prepping takes practice, and then even when you have practice, it, it's not going to work every week. But mm-hmm. when you can, when you can make the time, it's a really good way. I feel like you can maybe habit stack it a bit too. Yeah. Like I work really well with habit stacking. Yeah. So like, if I need to call my mum for the week, like doing that while I'm doing a chore is something that yeah. I find really easy. Or like. Mm-hmm listening to an audio book or a podcast like <laughs> I find like that kind of helps mm. because I'm doing two things at once that I need yeah. to do or mm-hmm. if you've got like a long distance friend call them while you're yeah. making some meals yeah exactly yeah, mm. two birds one stone exactly I'm like I'm actually just calling you because I don't like what I'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually care what you're up to but yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah so how's life I'm grading carrots no we're just, just kidding. kidding if you get a call for us <laughs> <laughs> well we're meal prepping <laughs> so we're just my mum does it to me yeah Mom's, my mum does it yeah. to me too she's always cooking soup mm. <laughs> every time actually Okay, we wanted to wrap up the episode with what's your main life lesson from this entire journey oh, so far? <laughs> I think I think just to give myself a little bit more credit because I think along the way I thought – I like to go back actually to, the, to that time when I was incredibly lost and I had a horrible relationship with both food and exercise. That whole period of my life, be it that I wouldn't wish it upon anyone – it made me who I am today. It also fueled the whole reason why we started our business. So mm. there's there's a lot of good that did come from it. And I think because I have been in that place, I'm able to recognise now and have a lot of self-awareness when things aren't quite right, which I suppose in a way I'm oddly thankful for. But I think I do look back to that time and whilst I was incredibly easily influenced and I was very lost... I often don't give myself enough credit for how I was able to kind of recognize it and come out and and, and reach out for help and get someone's help with it because that's the hardest part. I think for such a long time, I denied there was even an issue in the first place. And I think, again, it comes to like being a little bit more intuitive and really tuning into your inner voice, like your body always knows what's right. It's like when you go, this is unrelated, but kind of related, but it's like when you go to do a workout and you get like three minutes in and your body's just not feeling it. Like listen to your body and do something mm. more gentle, like just do some stretches. It, they're more intuitive than we give them credit for. Mm. So I think that's probably something that I've I've learned most that I try and remind myself of like as often as I can. That's amazing. And I think it's just so wonderful, like everything you and Laura are doing, because 
even now there will be people that are listening to this that just feel like there's no way out of how they're feeling and they're Mm. like well this is going to be I don't know whether it's their relationship with food or just how they feel about themselves and like this is just going to be me forever Mm. and it's just really amazing because you're obviously an example that that's not true yeah and that you just really help open up the conversation a lot more and it's just so much nice. I just love you. Thank you so much. That really of means course. a lot. Thank you. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. It was actually amazing. Yeah, it's been so inspiring. And we do have a little treat for mm-hmm. our chicks. So you can get one free month to Kick when you sign up via the Kick website and select monthly usage using our code to break chicks. Mm-hmm. Do the treadmill. Work out. Yes, it's it. amazing. I literally feel like Laura is next to me. Being like you yeah. can do because it because we're like doing it. She's like, keep going. I'm like, okay, Laura. I wouldn't want to disappoint you. Yeah, she <laughs> really nailed that. And I, may I say, just a little shout out to to you, Laura's. I, she she often listens to we listen to each other's podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't get enough of each other. But she absolutely nailed the shooting of that. I think like within three days, she ran something like. I want to say like 70 kilometers or He's, something. It he, was insane. She did so many classes back to back. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know how you're There's alive. no cuts in it. Like I'm watching yeah, it yeah, like and working in media. No I'm waiting for the cut. Yeah, there's no cut. Because she's talking the whole yeah. time you're running to like really keep you there. And, and she like, did them back to back. And Not she all of them. Like she she's running. Days, but. She's running the whole time yeah. and talking. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes, of course, as well. So you can get that. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you to Producey for having us, MIK Made, and you chicks for having us in your ear holes. We love to to be be here. here. Bye, chicks. Bye.